Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about St. Patrick Revealed. Tomorrow, March 17th, is St. Patrick's Day, and many of Irish descent and those without a drop of Irish blood will wear green and celebrate Irish culture and give a nod to the mythical figure of St. Patrick. I say mythical because it is generally agreed among historians that St. Patrick was a graceful fiction, invented by Christian monks some 500 years after St. Patrick was purported to have been born, in order to support the Christianization of Ireland, which was, even as late as the 12th century, still very much a pagan country. But while the story of St. Patrick was historical fiction, the folkloric Patrick was a very real part of Irish pagan culture because the flesh and bones, blood and sinew, the very breath of St. Patrick, were made from the remnants of the old pagan father god. For Patrick was the father of fathers. He was the consort of the great mother goddess Brigid, and in this role he dedicated himself to the welfare and perpetuation of his children, the people of Ireland. Patrick's pagan lineage is easy to see. Take, for example, his saint's day on March 17th. In pre-Christian Rome, March 17th was the festival of Liber Pater. Liber Pater in Latin means free father. On March 17th, the father god was free in the sense that he was briefly separated away from his consort, the mother goddess, and was celebrated by himself, an event that happened only one day a year. On March 17th, an image of a giant phallus was carried through the streets in a joyous procession, arriving finally at the temple of the Magna Mater, the Great Mother. Here, the high priestess of the temple crowned the giant phallus with a garland of flowers. Then the priest of the Liber Pater planted the giant phallus within the goddess's temple, enacting the fulfillment of the god's annual role of fertilizing the goddess. It is interesting to note that the name Patrick means High Father, further strengthening Patrick's kinship with the old pagan father god. Other evidence linking St. Patrick to the pagan god is the shamrock, which is widely accepted as an emblem of St. Patrick. The word shamrock is not Irish, however. Rather, it is an ancient Arabic word for the trefoil, a mythical three-leaved plant. The symbol of the shamrock is found engraved on artifacts from as far back as 5,000 years ago from civilizations in Egypt, Mesopotamia, Crete, and the Indus River Valley in northwestern India. In these civilizations, the shamrock represented the triple yani of the goddess. Yani is the Sanskrit, Sanskrit word for the goddess's generative organ, the vulva, which was universally depicted as a downward pointing triangle. The goddess had three yanis because she was a triple goddess, maiden, mother, and crone. The three triangular leaves of the shamrock was a perfect natural emblem to symbolize the confluence of the goddess's triple powers of birth, life, and the transformative process of death. The role of the father god was to fertilize the goddess's triple yani. Thus he was called the god of the shamrock. He was the triple bearer of the triple keys, In other words, he had three phalluses with which to unlock the triple yani. The ancient image of the triple phallus has come down to us as the trident, the three-pronged fishing spear that was the original emblem of the father god, 
and therefore a more apt symbol for Patrick himself, because the shamrock was, from earliest times, a goddess symbol, representing <coughs> her threefold powers. <coughs> the symbol of the shamrock was so powerful that, like many other pagan symbols, it was eventually copied by Christians and made to represent a male trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, excluding the goddess and the divine feminine altogether. Patrick was also made to renounce the goddess by driving the snakes out of Ireland. The snake was a universal symbol of the goddess because of its ability to annually renew itself by shedding its skin. Of course, now we know there never were any snakes in Ireland because the Ice Age and glaciers had already driven them out. But this folktale made Patrick the instrument of his separation from his mother, lover, and queen and the destroyer of the old matrifocal goddess ways. To soften this separation, the Irish also created a legend that St. Patrick was buried in a double crypt with his bride in Christ, St. Brigid, she who was the great triple goddess of the Celtic world before being adopted into sainthood herself. I'll end this piece with an old Irish blessing. May St. Patrick's fresh blessings be about you, that the doctor might never earn a dollar out of you, that the ten toes of your feet may steer you clear of misfortune, that money may fly in the door to you, if it be for your soul's good, and that frost may never afflict your spuds. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.